Welcome to the Radio 191 FM podcast. Earlier this week, Justice Minister Kiri Allen announced a raft of fundraising changes to political parties, such as a requirement for parties to publicly announce donors who have contributed over $5,000 to a party. These changes have come at a time when both National and Labour are facing criticisms for holding cash for access schemes, uh, and with both, parties, uh, with both major parties also facing court battles over fraudulent donations. Is it time to change Aotearoa's political fundraising rules? Joining me to speak on political fundraising and democratic tr- transparency is Dunedin-based Nationalist MP Michael Woodhouse. Kia ora, Michael. How's it going? Kia ora, Zach. Very well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing all right. Just trying to uh, get through all this cold weather. <clears throat> yeah, well, I'm in Wellington. It's the last day of the uh, sitting session before a three-week break from Wellington, so we're all looking forward to that. Yeah. Capo. Now, would you say that these new fundraising rules, which limit secret donations to $5,000, among other things, are going to hurt Aotearoa's democracy? Well, firstly, there's two things I think about that introduction. They're not secret donations. They are anonymous donations. I think that distinction is important. Secondly, we haven't seen the details of the legislation yet, so it's not been possible for the National Party caucus to form a view on that. But I think it's fair to say that uh, we, we take a pretty conservative position on this. We haven't really seen the case for change. Uh, while you rightly point out that there have been some breaches of the uh, uh, initial law, they would be breaches uh, in any event, regardless of what the thresholds are. So uh, we, we're not convinced that there's a need for this to happen. Okay. Do you share the same concern that members of the public do around party transparency and special interest groups affecting politics on a bigger scale, given the cash-to-access schemes which both your party and Labour have taken part in? Well, I think you... You describe them as cash, cash for access. Um, I wouldn't. I think there are a number of people who want to engage in the political process, and that's going to be absolutely important. It's also important for people to be able to make contributions to the party of their choice um, without the fear of a sort of opprobrium or penalty being applied to them, particularly individual donors who, for example, may work in the public service. Uh, or or have uh, employment arrangements that they don't particularly want um, their employers to be, to be disclosing. And it's possible, for example, for members of trade unions to nevertheless support parties that aren't parties on the left. And I think that uh, disclosure of those sorts of things can be problematic for them. So there are good reasons why there are thresholds. The question, obviously, is what that threshold should be. We're not convinced that the, the current thresholds as they are, which are pretty similar to other jurisdictions around the world, um, need to be lowered. How do you uh, relieve concerns around party transparency with regards to who and where parties are getting their money from then? Well, there have already been a number of changes to electoral law to prevent the sort of um, sheltering of donations into trusts and so on that took place you know, 15 or 20 years ago that were problematic. They've already been fixed. So if individuals disclose above uh, the current thresholds, they will um, have, you know, the parties do have an obligation to disclose. It's not possible to sort of pull them and then have sort of individual donations from uh, from donation vehicles taking place. So, you know, I'm pretty pretty satisfied that people are able to participate meaningfully in the democratic process, safe uh, from the the negative impacts potentially of of being um, disclosed. 
Now, National warned earlier this month that the, the new fundraising rule changes, such as publishing annual financial statements, would have a chilling effect on democracy because parties would not be able to conduct the same operations with an expected loss of income. Now, do you think this loss of income could be viably recompensed through pol- uh, public funding of, of, of political parties? Yeah, the, the question of public funding isn't one that the government is currently actively considering, although it's probably going to come up in the context of an independent review of electoral law that's going on at the same time. And it is really interesting that you've got sort of three various reviews at the moment, the one that's led to these recommendations, another independent review of electoral law, and the Justice Committee conducts uh, a review every three years. When it comes to uh, taxpayer funding of political parties, I don't think the, the appetite is there for that. And it actually creates problems for, for example, small parties that want to become big parties. Um, how would the taxpayer then um, feel about, you know, a, a small party that might only have one or two members? Um, they would feel aggrieved if they didn't get as much funding as they believed they could raise uh, themselves off their own efforts. Um, and then sort of big parties like mine, which went through quite a big drop in, in the number of uh, elected members, you know, what would, the, what would the trigger for the level of funding for each party be? The last thing I would say about that, in, in terms of actually the private donations, while you talk about sort of the big um, donations, one of the trends globally, particularly with uh, um, payment systems through the Internet, Barack Obama in his US presidential campaign in 2008 proved this emphatically, is that a lot of the uh, raising of very large sums of money in the United States were because of a plethora of of, of very small donations Mm. uh, individually. They might be over the the threshold that is being proposed here. But actually we're moving away from big sort of corporate donations and we're we're spreading the net much, much wider um, thanks to the ubiquitous nature of social media and technology. Now, Labour's rationale for changing these rules is that they kind of want to inoculate Aotearoa from political corruption and backdoor discussions which the public doesn't have any knowledge about. How would you prevent corruption in Aotearoa without severely limiting uh, anonymous donations? Well, as I say, I think there are already strict rules in place for the... um uh, for the prevention of that type of thing, and the, the, the three court cases that are going on this year are examples of, of how breaches of the law will be prosecuted. Um, I think you've also got to sort of think about um, the, the fact that people do want to have influence over the policy-setting process, and whether you're a, a business organisation or a trade union, um, the... the uh, ability to be able to lobby elected representatives is is very real and necessary in a democracy. Uh, linking that with uh, contributions is wrong, but the law already prevents that. Do you think that electoral reforms like these, um, even if you might not agree with them, are, this, are a sign are signs of a, a kind of healthy uh, democracy that is introspective? Yeah, look, we'll have that debate when we see the uh, black letter law. As I say, we haven't actually seen the bill uh, that Kerry Allen announced earlier this week. So we'll, I hope that our justice team will be able to get a copy of either the draft bill or the bill um, well enough in time for us to give it a good look. But we'll, we'll, we'll consider that carefully, and obviously that debate will go on in the House, and there'll be an opportunity for the public to have their say in select committee. Yeah. Do you think that there is a much of a... Of a, of, a, of a public kind of um, drive to, to get more transparency? 
with, with regards to political parties and funding? Look, I think we already have that, and that's the point the National Party has made. What we really want to do is make sure that we also have an active participation in our democracy, and so we'll keep a weather eye on whether this bill is going to reduce the degree to which people feel confident uh, in supporting political parties if their donations um, are made known. And as I say, there are very good reasons why people might want to remain anonymous. Uh, you know, things like employment or trade union membership might be problematic for them if it was known that they supported a party that perhaps um, those groups didn't. This was a Radio 191 FM podcast. All of our content lives online at r1.co.nz.